Hello and welcome to Into House Sports with Jay and Jay. Hello from Calgary. How's it going? Welcome to Into House Sports with Jay and Jay, episode number 41. It is Saturday, January 30th, 2021, our fifth episode of 2021. And uh, Super Bowl is set for this year. I'm excited for it. We got the, I was going to say the New England Patriots. <laughs> Just joking. Kind of. New England Patriots. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm thinking Tom Brady. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Who do you want to win? Who do I want to win? I want Kansas City to win. Me too. I, I want Kansas City to win. Last time, Dad, Super Bowl was won back-to-back years as Kansas City won last year. When was the last time? Last time we looked this up was 2004 and 2005 New England Patriots. So Kansas City playing back-to-back Super Bowls. And uh, uh, you and I, are, I'm not sure how you're actually, you're, you're, uh, def- you're, you're, uh, you're meaning behind it, but I am cheering against Tom Brady. So... I just, I don't know. I think it'd be you like good. Patrick Mahomes. I like Patrick Mahomes. I think it'd be a good story if Tom Brady won, but I want, um, I want Patrick Mahomes to win. Interestingly enough, this is the, um, this is, I think the, this is the 55th Super Bowl, but it's the first time ever that a team is playing where the Super Bowl is taking place. So for example, just to give you more background about that, for example, last year was Kansas City, Kansas City versus San Francisco. They played that in Miami. The year before, New England versus L.A., that took place in Atlanta. So unlike the other four, three professional sports, major professional sports leagues in North America where they go back and forth and have series, it's a one game to side all, and they have these set long time down the road. So this year, it will be taking place in Tampa Bay. They have an advantage. Next year, it'll be in in Inglewood, California, home of the Rams, and you got one in Arizona, and then 2024, TBD, and then we go back to the New Orleans Superdome. Yeah, for Super Bowl. This is way down the road, fifty nine. Anyway, that is gonna. We'll discuss that when that comes up in twenty twenty five. If we're still doing it, as far as, but anyway, as I was saying, it's very interesting because this year with COVID, I read last week, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, teams will be a arri- teams uh, like our Kansas City will be arriving like the day before the Super Bowl. Normally, there's a whole week of hype and interviews and all that jazz all the media nights and all that but meanwhile tampa bay is already there in your opinion is there an advantage to tampa bay for already being there or is there more of an advantage for kansas city for for uh defying the hype if i may say i I think that there is no advantage at the end of the day you got tampa bay versus patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs the defending world uh defending um, Super, Bowl. Super Bowl champions, and uh, at the end of the day, is there an advantage? Some home cooking? I don't think so. Patrick Mahomes is going to be ready for this. They are three point favorites. I think they could win this game by three touchdowns. Three touchdowns, you say? Yeah, that's what I say. Three touchdowns. You know what? New England and but I keep saying we keep saying New England. Yeah, yeah. Tampa Bay could win this, but I am I am thinking that Kansas City might just put it to them and win by three touchdowns. I just want to also just say. Uh, you know, you got to give, I must give, I guess I call him Mr. Cry Brady, uh, Mr. Tom Brady, um, but I, I got to give him a, a pat on the back, 10 Super Bowls, but I'm just wondering, LeBron-esque, Patrick Mahomes, LeBron-esque. I'm just wondering, you know, this is Patrick Mahomes, number two, 
how many Super Bowls is Patrick Mahomes going to get to, and will he be the the goat one day? So I'm not sure. interesting question a lot. to throw out. He's one fifth of the way there. Yeah, is this this might not even be Tom Brady's last Super Bowl, but sure. your margin three touchdowns that'll be the most lopsided Super Bowl since Super Bowl forty. Now I have to look at the Roman, Roman numerals. Super Bowl forty eight, where the Seattle Seahawks beat the Denver Broncos forty three to eight. But if we take a look at this, uh, the last, the last uh, five of the last six Super Bowl champions have been won by the AFC. So Tampa Bay looking to break that looking trend. Break that. Yeah. But uh, New England, look, look at listen to this. Tom Brady actually, you said the last team to win two Super Bowls in a row. Tom Brady did go to the Super Bowl. Three years in a row, 51, 52, 53. Kind of did not do well with the Patriots last year. He's back to the Super Bowl. My opinion about this is that I think that it's it's not going to be a big factor um, for Kansas City to arrive a day before. Um, the interviews before, it's all the show. It's all a show. But once they're there, they're ready to let their playing, do the talking. It's going to be a good Super Bowl. If you didn't see the last week's uh, the uh, NFC and AFC Championship, Tampa Bay beating Green Bay, by five points, 31 to 26. And the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, a big win with Patrick Mahomes. He was unsure if he was going to return because of the concussion. 38 to 24 winners over Buffalo. We also want to give a shout out to our brand. We saw that somebody from uh, Brazil and Sao Paulo was listening. Thank you for listening. And uh, let's continue. Yeah, yeah, to all our listeners, thank you for listening. So we'll talk more Super Bowl next week with uh, predictions and some reminiscing about some previous Super Bowls. Um, just a little bit of a, I'm just going to throw this, did you know about golf thing, but playing this week in the farmer's insurance open, we have, I have a couple of little brief stories, but one 41 year old Charles Howell, the third, he has played in this tournament, uh, and has made, he's been in this tournament 17 times, not in, so this is the 18th time, 17 times in the past. And he has made the cut every time. Every wow. time, which is which is really quite uh, like that's a, you know, that's a big shout out to him. You know what? He's done that at a previous PGA Tour event. Well, he's been on the tour for years. So and of those 17, he's had 12 top 12 top 25s, eight top 10s, including runner up three times. But he has never won the tournament. And the money that he has made in this tournament over those 17 cuts is equal to two point eight million, which is quite a lot of money considering he's never won the tournament. And just another thing interesting I, about him. I don't mean to burst your bubble, but he missed the cut this week. Thank you for your. I've got so you just you just gave you just. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank Jacobs interrupted my story. That's okay, folks. He ruined the surprise. But before we get to that, um, another okay. So we'll get to that right now. So in his first round of this of this year's, shot an eighty, and then came back with a sixty-seven the next day. So what wow. course was he playing at? Was he, do you know if he was playing at Torrey Pines South? South, or Torrey Pines? North, North, South. Because South is the, it's harder than the North, and in fact, Torrey Pines South is this year's host for the U.S. Open. Charles Howell the third also has earned one million dollars in twenty consecutive seasons on the PGA Tour, and that is second to Phil Mickelson, Phil Mickelson, who's gone twenty-five years in a row winning a million dollars. Wow, that's incredible. Charles Howell III, listen to this. His career earnings, 38, about just over $38 million on tour. And he has been on tour for years and years and years. He's been playing years and he's only won three, three times. times on the PGA Tour. But he is, you know, he even like he's only had one top 10 in a major. But uh, that 
That guy has been around for a great stat. I like great that. Stat, he's a good guy too. Interesting numbers. And uh, to go out and shoot an 80 and then come back with a 67, he missed the cut by four strokes after shooting an 80. Almost, you know, that's uh, a great second round. And he, and he put up a big fight. So CH3. And um, just, a, just another little brief story, but Canada, how many players did Canada play this week? I think seven is the number. I'm on. We can double check that, sure. including. I'll double check. Including um, Jared Dutois. Um, Jared Dutois, I believe, is from BC, and he has competed in the PGA before, always at the Canadian term of the RBC. But he qualified this week, and apparently, he he played this. He had a pre-qualifier, and he made it. And then this past Monday, um, um, he had quite the adventure where. Um, they were playing at a golf course called Bear Creek Golf Course in Marietta, California, and the conditions were not great. The temperatures were single digit, and he says here in quotes, I was wearing my sweatpants under my rain pants and a toque. I think that that's embarrassing for Canadian to admit, but it was really cold. Apparently, the two of the guys that was he was actually playing with quit because it was too cold, and they got through 15 holes, and so he had to come back the next morning and compete, and the conditions were still cold. There was a two-hour defro uh, uh, defro uh, frost warning, and he had to shoot apparently something like two under on the last three holes, and he did, and uh, and 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 he and he and he, and he did. So uh, it, it just awesome. goes to show uh, what these guys go through. Unfortunately, he played this weekend and did not make the cut. He had a good first day, but struggled on Missed the second. Missed the cut by day. two strokes. Thanks for Bob Weeks of TSN for that inspiration of the story. You are right. There were seven Canadians playing in this week's event and about 700 Americans playing. I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so Jared Detroit, uh, right now, a mid-round update. We are about halfway through round three. Patrick Reed, a three-stroke lead currently over John Rom and Adam Scott. Victor Hovland was a second-round leader. He's currently four back of the lead, plus one through his seven holes. That brings me to another discussion about golf before we switch gears to another subject, and that is Brooks Kepka. Uh, I saw this stat. According to Justin Ray of the 15th Club, this is the first time in Brooks Kepka's career that he's missed three consecutive cuts. He missed three cuts, this dating back to the American Express. This was a tournament that took place, I think, uh, this was, I think, last week. And the Mayakoba Classic in Mexico, that was in late 2020. So the question I have for you, Dad, listen up, is who is going to win first on the PGA Tour? Or not first, but who's going to win next? Tony Finau who's been up there weeks upon weeks trying to get a win. He was in contention last week. In fact, this week, four back of the lead currently and okay. a tie for fourth. Or Brooks Kepka, who's going to win first? Ryder Cup teammates, probably. Unless Kepka keeps on sliding down, he might not make the Ryder Cup. Tony Finau continuously make, gets top 10 finishes, but he cannot seal is the he, deal. He's only he won, won once at the Puerto Rico Open, like five years ago or well, something. You know me. I think a lot of people would put probably – well, I shouldn't say, but a lot of people – Pick would pick Brooks Kepka, but I would pick Tony Finau. I think Tony Finau. That's very interesting debate. Tony Finau again finishes in the top ten, but cannot seal the deal. Uh, I think that's that's a really good head to head because Kepka has four majors in the bag, but he uh, really struggled. I think who's going to win first? I'm going to have to give it to Brooks Kepka. Okay. So we'll have to be watching that head-to-head, -to -head, Tony versus like Brooks. Okay. Meanwhile, as I was saying, Fino in his past few tournaments, he's gone fifth, tied for 14th, tied for eighth, tied 11th, tied 24th, tied 38th, tied 8th, tied 31st, and then fourth. Sorry, that going, the fifth was the 
eighth past tournament, and then fourth was last week. Sorry, fourth was last week. Uh, currently ranked 19th in the world. Brooks Kepka currently ranked 12th in the world. But one report came saying that he has um, left his swing coach. Um, what is his name? Uh, Harmon the third. I think Butch Harmon's son or something. I'm not even sure. Um, but he left a swing coach. But if Victor Hovland wins this week, as I was saying, this would be this would be his third PGA Tour victory and his first inside of the continental United States. So still a lot of golf left. This is a very exciting course. I love watching this really brutal track at Torrey Pine South. And I, on the Golf Channel, what they were saying yesterday is that it will be playing completely different come June for the U.S. Open. W one more thing before we switch gears is that in 2008, Tiger Woods won the Farmers Insurance Open and the U.S. Open when it was held at Torrey Pines. Uh, I don't know what he shot at the Farmers Insurance Open, but he shot a minus one at uh, minus one beating Rocco Mediate in a playoff in 2008. Before we leave golf, so I like the statistics, Jake. I like the uh, the back-to-back. -back, uh, who do you think is going to win? I like that. Before we leave golf, and we can talk about this more, there's just two more one things, two more things I want to say. Uh, you're, you like Rory McIlroy. He's gone 15 months. He's in a 15-month victory drought. So who's we can throw him into the female Brooks Kepka thing too. Do you want it? We can. Let's not go there now, but I just want to just enlighten our fans out there that uh, uh is in a bit of a slump, and uh, uh, yeah, he's ranked seventh in the world, I believe. And this uh, just as another thing, uh, Greg Norman uh, is selling his sixty million dollar home. I saw that in Florida, and it is thirty one thousand eight hundred square feet, and it has ten bedrooms and twelve bathrooms, lots of bathrooms. So uh, if you're if you're looking for a big house with lots of bathrooms and uh, you can Google it, it looks absolutely stunning. Beautiful house, lots of green around with the uh, with the ocean just in the background. So where is it located? Those page, I don't know where it's located, but uh, uh, take a, a look at Gray point. Norman's uh, house. Only thirty one, sorry, only sixty million dollars. So uh, yeah, that's something else. Um, let's continue to discuss um, some more about. Uh, should we go to – oh, listen to this. Okay, so Jerry Rice. Guess what he did last week? Guess what he did? Jerry Rice, the past – the, the ex-San Francisco 49er. He – It may involve something with rice. He, I don't know what he did. I didn't – He I caught a burrito that was fired 100 yards down a football field. I saw this on TMZ Sports. He, they fired a burrito. Who knows if there was rice in it? I don't know it was in the burrito. But they fired a burrito down 100 yards down a football field. Jerry Rice caught it and then spiked the burrito and the burrito. It, it like bounced right up. It was like the burrito had springs in it. So if you want to check out something interesting, check out Jerry Rice. Look up Jerry Rice burrito. You can check that out on TMZ Sports. TMZ Sports has a lot of interesting stuff. But uh, okay. that was definitely interesting. Do you think there was rice in the burrito? I think there Definitely was rice in the burrito. I I am I'm gonna say no. I bet okay. there's probably just there's probably just chicken cheese burrito. Um, should we just switch briefly to the CFL, the Canadian Football League? And for our Canadian Football League fans out there, uh, a big week for Henry Burris. Uh, Henry Burris. Some of you have seen him as a broadcaster for TSN, but Henry Burris uh, spent from uh, was in the C uh, Canadian Football League from two, uh, 1998 to 2016, uh, winning the Great Cup with the Calgary Stampeders in uh, 1998 and 2008, and with the Ottawa Red Blacks in 2016. He is going to be coaching next year with the Chicago Bears. He did a 
he was he he was with them this past year as some as some kind of an internship as a, in the and he was, his title was called seasonal coach they have hired him again full time this upcoming year to be the offensive quality control coach what does that mean i don't know but i think it means that he might be uh, working with my man Mitch Trubisky so you know great promotion for uh, Henry Burris likable guy a lot of our listeners have probably seen him on TSN before so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's a good guy and uh, won the Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl. Won the Grey Cup twice. Or no, twice at least in my When I started watching CFL, he might have won it another well, time. Three times, I just. Three times, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but I remember him winning it twice. Once with the Sam Peters and the Red Bucks. Um He also played for Chicago for part of a season and Green Bay back in the, uh, I believe, the early 2000s. Time ago. So he's got that uh, NFL, a little bit of experience. So we will watch him on the sides. Perhaps a future coach every year they're looking every team's looking for a coach and a coordinator so we might see uh henry burris uh coaching the uh the dallas cowboys that would be where did that come from well some of our listeners one in particular they could they need to need they need a new uh, coach every year right roberto so maybe henry burris will be with your team yeah um one thing that i want to have i want to ask you about about the super bowl let's go back to that for just a sec so Lauren Duvernay Tardy, if he was um, played for the for the Kansas City Chiefs, we spoke I think about he's, uh, I think he's either is he, he's what a offensive guard, offensive, offensive guard. guard. Would you give him a ring this year? He did play a single game, but he's he he. If the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl next Sunday, and Duvernay Tardy, who left the NFL this season just for the season, I don't know about next year. To uh, I've heard that he wants to come back. He wants next to come year back. Play. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but he's a doctor and he's working to fight COVID. Would you give him a ring? Yes or no? You're the owner. You're the Kansas City yeah, owner. I, yeah, I'm all for uh, I'm all for giving out, but I don't. I would I would say no. He didn't play for the team. No, I would say no. Uh, it's very hard. It's a fine line. Um, I don't think he'll be crying if it is going to rain. But no. I looked at there's this awesome article. If you want to see Super Bowl rings, check out this article on ESPN. It's amazing. You can see all these rings. It's crazy how much bigger they've gotten every year. And I looked up this one thing, and the Super Bowl ring can be worth like thirty to fifty thousand dollars. But like if let's say you bought Tom Brady's ring, it'd probably be like a million dollars because it's worn and stuff. The Super Bowl rings are amazing. Let's jump gears to the NBA. The NBA All-Star voting is officially underway. And um, I made my first ballot, so I want to talk about my ballot. Uh, I picked 10 players. You pick the 10 starters usually. I don't even know how it's, if there's even going to be an all-star game this year. So much up to in the air. I think there should be a game this year. They do the proper contact tracing and the proper COVID testing and all that stuff. There should be no reason why they can't do it um, based on the fact that they're already doing an NBA season. So here's my 10 players that I've got. I picked some of them because I like them, but some of them because they're all-stars. So that's kind of my formula. In the front court for the for the West, I got Kawhi Leonard. He's leading the front court players in points per game. He's teaming up with LeBron James. Unbelievable what he's doing. I think in his this is his 18th NBA season. He's averaging about 25, 8, and 8. And the Lakers are the number two team in the West. You got Nikola Jokic, a bit uh, transcending the game with his positionless basketball. Uh, he's averaging 25 points, not, I think like nine assists and 12 rebounds. He's one of the reasons why Denver is doing well. You got Donovan Mitchell, one of my favorite players in the NBA and uh, leading the Jazz to the best record in the NBA. However, he's out right now with a concussion. The Jazz winning last night for their 12th state straight victory. Uh, Steph Curry, what a great season after coming back from injury. 
And with a whole different lineup, doesn't have Clay Thompson. He doesn't have Andre Iguodala anymore. Doesn't have Kevin Durant. Doesn't have Harrison Barnes. He's launching and draining threes, recently passing Reggie Miller. And he's currently averaging 27.7 points per game. What do you think about those picks before we go to the East? They're all well-deserved picks. Is there, is there anybody else? Like, of course, there's other players who are probably like, you know, James Harden. Oh, no, James Harden. I don't know about James Harden. I don't even know, especially considering. Yeah. He, I guess he'd be on the East yes, now. You need five starters. Those are, I can't, uh, I think there's good choices. Yeah. If we go to the East, Kevin Durant, what a great return season he's had after that Achilles injury. Second in the NBA with 28.8 points per game. And there was a lot of question marks going with Kevin for Kevin Durant going into this NBA season. But he's come back and it's just been absolutely excellent. Um, I'm surprised. I didn't think he'd be this good. I thought he'd be an all-star, but maybe not a starter worthy. But being the fact that he's second in the NBA, I think it's incredible. I got Giannis Antetokounmpo, great leader for this Bucks team, very loyal and looking for his third straight MVP. He's one of Milwaukee's finest up there with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and he is, could go down as the Bucks' best player ever. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, played, in fact, for Milwaukee. Also, Oscar Robertson. So when it's all said and done, he'll have to compete versus them. Another guy I got is Jeremy Grant of the Detroit Pistons, another one of my favorite players. Last year playing for Denver. He's played, I think, I think this is his fourth team. He played for Philadelphia. No, I'm not sure. He played for OKC for sure. I know he played for them. But he's one of my favorite players, and he is doing awesome. And a great, he's doing great, having a great season in a new uniform. Detroit's one of the one of the worst teams in the NBA, but he is just doing excellent this year. My two guards I have, I have Colin Sexton. We were discussing him a couple yeah. days ago. The Cavs are in. Uh, they're right close to playoff position. Sexton's averaging about 25 points per game. He had that amazing overtime period versus Brooklyn. And the Cavs right now are doing well thanks to Colin Sexton. And um, and uh, the Cavs yesterday, though, scored 33 points by halftime. That was, that's a bit of a disappointment. And the other guy, this guy is drawing all the question marks with what's going to happen to him. It is Bradley Beal. 35.4 points per game, ironically, on the worst team in the NBA, the Washington Wizards. Bradley Beal's last seven games, or last six games, not including last night. Listen to this. 47, 33, 31, 34, 41, and then that 60-point game. Nonetheless, they went one for five. A quote from Bradley Beal, I hate losing. At the end of the day, these guys hate to lose. What do you think about... Uh, I think your selections are all uh, worthy, so I can't uh, say otherwise in a... Yeah, Bradley Beal. He can't be too ha too happy with a uh, losing atmosphere. Do you have there. one player you could insert or replace? I, I, I'm Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, those guys yeah, are all, right off the bench. Those are all good choices. You got Luka Doncic. I'm not a huge fan of his, but he's probably deserved his numbers. You've got a player that I like, Trey Young. His numbers are looking good. Atlanta's playing well. He's a leader there. Um, according to the NBA, will Pascal Siakam get there? I don't think he deserves. It. He's not no, playing well. No. Uh, Devin Booker, I haven't heard about him much lately, uh, but he's a name. Donovan Mitchell, I do agree with that. He's what never a, played in one, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I think he played last year. Uh, I'll sure. have to double check, but I'm pretty sure he played you last year. You mentioned Jason Tatum, deservedly. Jalen Brown's having a good year. Um, I like the play of Devontae Graham. He's playing well with Charlotte. So, but uh, those are those. Are, what about Sabonis in, uh, in, in uh, Indiana? So. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for the suggestions. Those are good. Um, 
and he didn't make the All Star game last year. Did or did? Yeah, he did. Okay, okay. Now, so that, that's some. That's great. Uh, we'll see if that happens. Uh, if the All Star game uh, happens, yeah. Game, I, I think I can see they're definitely gonna have selections. You can vote today if you want. Um, but will they actually have a game? So we'll stay tuned for that. Again, we want to thank our listeners in the house. This is in the house sports episode number 41. Um, NBA just want to say the Raptors are struggling. They're, they're not, their chemistry seems to be off. I'm not sure about their leadership. How many more games does Lowry have? Pia, uh, Pascal Siakam yesterday's third quarter was fantastic. It was the old Pascal in the fourth quarter. I didn't even see him on barely did nothing. So uh, I, I'm not sure what I've said this about Nick nurse about four episodes ago. I think some of it's coaching and, uh, and just it doesn't seem to have good cohesion on the team. Um, just want to switch to just a little bit of NHL hockey here. Wayne Gretzky, in 1,487 games, scored 894 goals. Right now on the all-time goals list, uh, Alex Ovechkin, he's number eight. He's 707 goals, and that was in, that's only been in 1,156 games. He's 35 years old, but in his career, he has missed 156 games. And according to, I believe this was TSN, and he's missed some of those games are missed due due to two labor lockouts and plus two uh, um, shortened seasons. This one included because of COVID. If he had kept his career pace go uh, going and not missed so many games, and players do miss games, but this is based on some statistics, he would have had 95 more goals, which would have put him number two already all time on the um, you can on say the, the curve. You That's what I say. You, say, say you could say the same thing for Yager, though. Lockout when lockout. Yager, absolutely. He played a bunch of years in the uh, okay. in the KHL, or was it and he missed one of his best seasons was during a lockout as well. So, but that's good. That's so, cool. so interesting. The goal, the goals. Uh, I, Gretzky's eight hundred ninety four goals. Can anybody pass that? Well, anything's meant to be. I don't think Gretzky's total points will be. Another thing I want to talk about is a little bit about baseball. Jacob, you know that there is now another Marcus on the Toronto Blue Jays, and his last name is not Stroman. Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon came over from the Oakland A's, and he's apparently can play first base, second base, third base, home, shortstop, left field, center field, right. But uh, he'll be really? a, a backup, any position, this guy. And yeah, he's signed for one year, 18, mil, uh, 18 million uh, deal with Toronto. So it's going to be fun for Toronto to juggle the lineup. The guy three years ago, sorry, in, sorry, in 2019, he was third in American League MVP voting. He dropped back last year. Uh, I could see, according to their lineup, they say he could be batting as far down in the lineup as seventh or eighth. So they're, they are stockpiled. How about we just buy our World Series tickets right now? Well, let's, let's just go ahead and do that. But uh, we'll see if he can rebound. Um, we don't need to talk too much about this, but baseball – Hall of Fame. This was, I believe, the first time since 1960 that there was nobody introduced. The 2020s or the 2021 class, you players that missed out were Schilling, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds. We could talk about this. Should they be in the, the PED use, etc.? Next year, you've got Alex Rodriguez, David Ortiz. Well, Alex Rodriguez has got all the numbers, but he was linked to PEDs. And if I'm not mistaken... Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were never tested positive. Barry Bonds. Never tested positive. Well, then why is that? there so much speculation? Okay, I need to read more on Barry Bonds. Yeah, I know. There's it's so it's much speculation on him. Why isn't he? I think he did test. I don't believe Never tested ever. positive, ever. I don't. We'll double check Then why that. isn't he in the Hall of Fame? 
There's got to be something fishy around that. Or was it like the gambling? Speculation, but I don't believe he was ever. I don't believe he was ever tested uh, positive uh, for uh, steroid use. Um, so we'll see about next year. Uh, you think David Ortiz is going to get in right away? Um, and will on the last next year is the last opportunity for Clemens? Or he just didn't he say I want to be off the ballot? No, that was Schilling. Oh, Schilling. Okay. Schilling wants to be off. Um, Did you mention why or no? Why does he want to be off? Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I guess he's tired of it. I guess his, his numbers on the field warrant him being in, but I guess off the field, the last few years, his uh, he's been he's done some things that unfavorable, and if and if, if these guys would just vote on his on field, he probably would be in. But I guess these guys, I guess there's hundreds of people that vote, figure he's not worthy because they're taking. Uh, but I, I guess he was actually pretty close. So some people think he should be in. And some people did you hear about be. my guy KG2 Ken Griffey Jr. I don't know, I said out of the two KGJ. Um, do you hear? I think he has a brand new position with the MLB's uh, great position promoting um, youth, youth, and just empowerment. And I think uh, racial equality, excellent. That's yeah. what I like to hear. I like Ken Griffey Jr. You yeah. have a signed ball from him. I do, I do. We will be giving, uh, if not next week, the week after, we'll be giving our NHL update on our predictions. Um, we've got a, the, our seven uh, regular listeners, or I should say, uh, the few of us, and we had our predictions. So we'll talk about that, about the Canadian uh, Northern Division. And we will also discuss more about who is the GOAT and the best teams from the Super Bowl. Thank you to Rob Cohen for that topic suggestion. We have not forgot about you. Again, if you have more discussions, you can let us know through Anchor. You can let us know through Twitter. We'll try to get your topics in Super Bowl next week. Um, the Rams are looking to trade Jared Goff. I don't agree with it. If they're going to bring in Detroit's quarterback. Matthew Stafford, he will be traded before the Super Bowl. I read that today. Better not be to the Rams. I would keep Jared Goff. If you look at his numbers last year, he deserves to come back. Well, have an awesome day. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you in February.